the parents' very fear of their children drowning was making that fate more likely. So then you start thinking about, you know, from, from a business standpoint, is like what fears do you have? And a lot of times the fears that we have make that exact fate more likely. Did you get yours yet? You know, the uniform for entrepreneurs all across the world, New ACOs. Go to newacos.com, make sure you get your uniform, make sure you get your gear and represent all around the world. We're gonna run the yeah. play. Let's Do you go. know what it's like to come for nothing at all? But every day you just wanting it all. Do you know what it's like? What's going on? This is Justin Owens. Welcome to the Run to Play Show. Listen, we're talking about all the top plays when it comes to leadership, communication, building relationships, community, and so forth and so forth. If we're going to get started off the right way, though, I feel like it's appropriate just to be, you know, I'm a very transparent person, right? And, you know, how do I say this? You know, I'm 35 and I can't swim. Let's just start there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, and, you know, and, and, I'm going to say that differently because I'm, I'm big on words, right? And, and so I'm in the process of becoming a great swimmer. Uh, but listen, uh, for a long period of my life, it was something that I did not want to face. And I learned because I, you know, have a daughter now and, <laughs> you know, she's swimming. And I'm like, how do I teach her these skills? And I haven't learned it. And so we decided to take swimming lessons together. And so I want to break down really some leadership lessons that I learned from that experience and really some entrepreneurship lessons that I learned from that experience uh, to make you more uh, effective as a leader, to make you better as an entrepreneur, and shoot, maybe, maybe even as a parent. Uh, so it's interesting. I was just reading this earlier, and it was some statistics on African-Americans and swimming, you know what I mean? And it's funny because, like, between me and my friends, sometimes it's like, a joke that nobody can swim, but I realized it's not really a joke. I, I was, uh, I think, what really inspired me. Jay Z had uh, learned how to swim when he was forty, and it was because of his daughter. So I said, okay, man, if this dude can do it when he's forty, I can definitely do it when I'm thirty-five. Um, but here's what it said: It said, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the fatal drowning rate of African American children aged five to fourteen is three times that of Caucasian children. And uh, it says just under 70% of African-American surveys said they had no or low ability to swim. Low ability meant they were able to splash around in the shallow end. So I guess technically I could do that, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I am six foot five, so I, I don't know if I'll splash, but I could definitely st stand up. Uh, and then the other another 12% said they could swim, but they had taught themselves. And they said, they're going to say it's an epidemic that almost goes unnoticed. But here was the part I thought that was interesting. And this was kind of like a lesson for me, too. It said that many black parents, African-Americans, are not teaching their children to swim. And some people think it's because of financial reasons. And for some, that it is. Um, but it says that fear of drowning or fear of injury was really the major variable. So here is the thing. Most of them didn't teach their kids because they personally had a fear. <laughs> so they had a fear of injury or a fear of drowning. And I had to go back and be honest, and I was like, uh, well, yeah, that, that's probably mine. Because another thing that they said was that a lot of people that uh, really haven't learned how to swim was because of a bad experience. And so what happened to some people is, you know, like for me, I fell in the pool when I was younger and uh, almost died, right? And uh, I said, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> But I have some friends that they were like, I was thrown in the pool and that's how I learned how to swim. And it was a great, you know, I was scared for a second. I learned how to swim 
and and they got past it. And so now because of that, that's a lot of times those friends, their kids now know how to swim. And for me, like, you know, my my ex, she knew how to swim. I didn't. And but here's what I learned from that whole experience. There's a couple of things. Number one is because I couldn't swim, anytime I was around people, around water, I was not a pleasant person to be around, right? Like I'm like the the, the most cautious person in the pool. Like, hey yo, hey, don't do that. They're like, it's only three feet, bro. I'm like, yeah, but listen, I want you to understand. If you go down, I cannot save you. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> and so for me, it was a process of, all right, I've gotta, I've gotta get rid of this fear because now my fear is starting to affect relationships and affect environments where I really should be having a good time. So I realized the fear was not only affecting me, but it was it was affecting other people. And it, it got to a point where I was literally like, this has to change. Like I was literally going to events and I was saying like little kids jumping in the pool and floating and swimming. I'm like, all right, this is just disrespectful, you know? You know? And so uh, the first step for me was like, I really had to identify the fear. And I, that would be my first step for you. Like, I don't know what, what, what fear you have, whether it's in leadership or business, you've got to identify the fear. Like it really, and, and what, it, what it takes is, it takes a high level of transparency with yourself to be like, listen, uh, yeah, you, you can't swim and this is why. Now, check this out. Me and London, we go to the swimming lessons. I'm here, uh, the, the swimming structure's there, London's there, and he's like, all right, cool. We're going through the first couple steps, then we finally get to the part where we're actually in the pool. And so, you know, when I say define the fear, identify the fear, uh, my fear was this. When I put my head in water, it, the water always went up my nose. I don't know why. I've tried 50,000 things. It just didn't work. Literally, y'all, I promise y'all, I probably got to find a video clip of this. I literally was dumping my head in the water up and down, up and down, just to try to not have water going up my nose, and I could not figure it out. He's like, oh, just hold your breath. Hold my breath. Water go up my nose. Then he was like, oh, just blow out. I'm blowing out. Meanwhile, London's over here swimming. She's doing her thing. She's like, come on, daddy. And I'm like, listen, just focus on your... Focus on yourself right now, cause I got this, you know. So, so look now. Now I'm getting frustrated. Now I'm like, okay, why can I not let this water not go up my nose? So I'm literally just dumping my head in the water for like 45 seconds, right? Because when you identify the fear or one of the things that's holding you back, in my my opinion, next thing you got to do is you got to take action against the fear. So maybe, maybe in business, maybe it's public speaking, maybe it's objections, maybe it's whatever. And it's like, it's, it is so uncomfortable. <laughs> it is probably one of the worst things. But what I had to start doing was like, okay, Justin, what's the worst case scenario? All right. If you're dipping your head down there and water goes up your nose, you just stick, you just sit back up. You know, in business sometimes it's like, man, if somebody says no, I just learn and move on to the next one. Like, what is the worst that could actually happen? as you start going through this process and facing it. Is it really that bad? And now here was the worst part for me. I'll be transparent with you. The worst part for me was this. London was there, I'm there, and I'm like, listen, if I quit right now, I'm literally giving my daughter permission to quit when things get tough. So now I'm going through this whole lifelong trauma, I would call it, right, that I hadn't faced, and then I had literally a decision and I had to face it or I was giving permission to her. And I look at business as well. Like, what, what, what are you giving people around you permission to do or not to do simply because you haven't chosen to face some things that you need to face? Now, I'm, I'm going to read some more from, from this, this article. Check this out. Now, and I, and I think we said this before, but I want to say it again. It says, typically those children who could not swim also had parents that couldn't swim. 
Parents who don't know how to swim are very likely to pass on not knowing how to swim to their children. Now we start getting deep because I say, okay, how many things are we not passing down to our kids because we simply don't know? Check this out. What financial habits are you passing down because you're not good at it or because you don't know? See, it's the reverse size because guess what? When you know something that's good, you pass it down and there's a positive benefit. But when you don't know something and you don't learn it or you don't face it or you don't get past it, there's a negative cycle that is perpetuated through the next generation. And so I literally, I took this whole swimming lesson and I started realizing it was a lot deeper than just swimming. It was a lot deeper than just a fear. It was a decision of what am I now gonna pass on to my children? What am I gonna now pass on to the next generation? Is this gonna be something that somebody else is still facing? Or is this something that we've conquered? You know, and obviously, listen, I'm still going through this process. Like, I'm not saying that I'm like a master, but I can put my head in the water, and for the most part, I don't get water in my nose. Every now and then, you know, we still get it in there. But that's okay. And, and, and I think I think from a leadership standpoint, you've got to be okay saying, listen, I'm improving, but I'm not the best. I'm getting better, but I'm not where I want to be. But guess what you still got to do? You got to, you got to, you got to attack that fear. You got to attack it every single day, ladies and gentlemen. So you got to identify it. And then when you identify it, now you got to take action against that bad boy every single day until it becomes, until it becomes second nature to you. Because now check this out. If you have some fears in business, are you passing them on to your team? You know, if you have some challenges, are you now passing on to your organization? I always teach people this when it comes to leadership. Whatever you do wrong, your team would do twice as bad. And whatever you do right, they're going to do half as right. And so you got to be careful at what you do bad because it, it, it not a lot of times it's not, they don't just do it. They do it a lot worse. So listen, if, if you're a person that shows up late, you know, and you like five minutes late, your team's going to show up 15, 20, 30 minutes late. The next thing is you got to do is you got to identify the challenges of your fear. Here's what I mean. It wasn't just swimming, right? It was and for a lot of people, like whatever that fear is, it's not just that thing. But for me, it wasn't just swimming. It was like, yo, getting in the water and putting my nose in the water. And every time stuff was going up there, I was thinking water. Every time you know, I put my nose in there, water was going to go up my nose and I wasn't going to be able to breathe. Right. And that was a part of the fear. And so I like to really look at what I'm afraid of. But then I've got to get really specific on what aspect of it am I really afraid of? Right. Is it. Is it, is it a person really saying no? Like, I'm not really afraid of a no. Like, anytime somebody says, like, oh, I don't like selling. Well, why not? Is it, is, it, is it the rejection? Well, if it's rejection, then why? Why rejection? What has happened in your life that rejection is a big thing for you? Right? Because there's some people, they, they just take rejection all day. I think, in fact, you know, listen, if you're, you're not the most attractive person, you probably got to edge up in, in the world of entrepreneurship. Why? Because we don't get what we want most of the time anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been going through my whole life in school. Hey, girl, let's go out. No. Like, at a certain point, you just get used to it, right? You know, listen, dark skin is in now. When I went through high school and middle school, it was not a thing, right? Light skin was winning. Uh, not anymore. You know, let's just remember that. But, you know, there was a time period where you know, they were really winning. So anyway, you got you to address, address it. Now, check this out. This was, this was a bar. I, I, was just, I was just reading this. It is said in the focus group for the study, the person said many black parents who cannot swim Events sediments like my children are never going to swim because I'm scared they would drown. And it said the parents' very fear of their children children drowning was making that fate more likely. I want you to take listen. 
the parents' very fear of their children, their, dang, can I read right? Let's try this one more time, right? The, the parents' very fear of their children drowning was making that fate more likely. So then you start thinking about, you know, from, from a business standpoint, it's like what fears do you have? And a lot of times the fears that we have make that exact fate more likely. Well, I have a fear that if I do this and this is going to happen. Well, you thinking about it and you saying it all the time makes that thing more likely to happen to you. We, we, we even teach people that worry is negative goal setting. That's all it is. Because what is goal setting? Thinking about what you want, saying it all the time, taking action towards it. What is worry? Thinking about something all the time, talking about the time, taking action away from it. So now if we apply this to a leadership standpoint, if we apply this to entrepreneurship, then the reason a lot of people don't, the reason why some people don't do well is because they don't have good examples of it in their life. The reasons why I believe most people don't have great leadership skills is because most of us have poor examples of leadership. And so we model that. If your parents were afraid of water, you're probably afraid of water. Until somebody makes a decision that says no more. This fear, this trauma, this situation, it ends with me. That's the decision that we've all got to make, ladies and gentlemen. But you've got to make it. I've got to make it every single day. So when I say you got to break down the fear, you got to start, you got to sit down and say, okay, man, what is it about this thing? I'm afraid of public speaking. No, you're not afraid of speaking publicly because you talk all day. You're not afraid of you're not afraid of public speaking. What part of it are you afraid of? Are you afraid of people judging you? Are you afraid of, you know? how you may be perceived by others. Maybe, maybe is it the way that you talk? Or maybe way you don't like the way that you sound. See, and then now, can I get past that? You see what I'm saying? Can I get past that aspect? Before I could even get to the swimming part, I had to get over the fact that I had to put my nose in the water. I had, and he gave me three options. Like, you get over it yourself, we get some goggles that cover your nose, and I'm like, man, I can't really do that. Like, I really wanted to take that option, I'm not gonna lie. But then I was like, how am I gonna be looking when everybody out at the pool and you know, I got them big goggles on all the time? Don't get it twisted, though. I probably will pull them out from time to time because I'm not 100% there, so don't judge me if you see it. And number three was get those nose plugs, and it was the same situation. It wasn't really, I don't know if y'all see my nose. It's not quite, the, you know what I'm saying, the most narrow bad boy that you're going to have. So now I've identified the fear. What do I got to do? Now I got to push past it consistently. I got to push past the fear. So I've got to face it. I got to take action against it, and I've got to keep identifying what facets of it are actually making it to where it's like, this is something that's hard for me to overcome. And then I gotta take action against it. It's pushing past your limits every day. That's the only way you grow. I'm in the gym working out, right? And the what I started lifting at the beginning when I first got there, he was like, listen, we've gotta push you further. But hey, check this out. There were days I was working out and I didn't even push it up. I didn't even push up what we were trying to do. He says, okay, I'm here to help you because we got to get your body used to feeling it. And there's some things that you've got to get used to feeling. You've got to get used to trying. You know, I can't tell you how many times I swallowed water <laughs> doing this. And I was like, the first of all, it's very, it's disgusting. You know, you really think about it. Um, but we don't have to touch on that right now. But it's not really a pleasant experience. But you got to, 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 you got to get this thing. And then you've got to push past it every single day. Now, here's the other side of this from a leadership standpoint is, here's the other side of this from a leadership standpoint, and it's this. 
the parents, and this was me, that didn't learn how to swim, that didn't teach their kids how to swim, they still care about their kids very much. In fact, it's the care that they have for their kids, that they have for living, that makes them protect the child in their mind from swimming. And so sometimes we can have people in our life that have the right intentions for us, but doing it the wrong way. We can have the right intentions for people. Like, listen, I, I, like there's some people because they never had success in business, because they never had great leadership experiences, because they've tried something one time and then they fail. Now they tell people, hey, listen, hey, you don't, you don't want to do that business thing. Hey, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to step out there and you don't want to try because, man, I did it one time and I almost drowned, almost died. And so now we start reproducing our fears. We start putting our fears on other people. That's why I tell people, listen, hey, if anybody's comes trying to put fear on my goals, back up. Because I'm not, I'm not accepting nobody else's fear in my life anymore. I, if, if, it, if it's something spiritually, if it's something like it, you financially, health-wise, listen, we're not doing that no more. So I made a decision personally for me. I'm not adding no new fears to my list. Right. And I'm not adding no new vices to my life. Right. Because sometimes that's that's a trap, too, as you start growing. Right. Is that you can start adding vices that you didn't have to your list that makes it really, really hard to to overcome. So now I want you to think about it now from a business standpoint is like what 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 are some areas that I've been reproducing my fears? Could it be, man, you didn't make it to the league and you spent your entire life and things didn't work out for you. And so now you tell everybody else, hey, don't do that. It didn't work out for me. Or do you tell somebody, hey, man, I tried business one time. But, but then, see, even then, when people say I've tried stuff, they don't tell the whole truth. Like, you, you tell somebody you signed up or you joined a business or you started something. But did you tell them that, like, listen, half of the time I really didn't commit? Did you tell them that half of the time I had some fears that I never really wanted to face? And because I didn't face those fears, I was never able to succeed. See, people never tell you the whole side of the story. You got to get to a point where you start telling, like, if you're going to tell the truth, Tell the whole truth. Hey, I failed. Why? I'm, I suck. I ain't, ain't going to lie. I suck. I suck at talking to people. And I never wanted to get better at it. And because I was afraid to get better at it, I quit the business. See, they don't ever tell you that part. So now here's a question for you. Whose fears, whose influences, whose challenges or trauma have you allowed to be put on you in your life that's now affecting you negatively in other environments? See, that's what was happening to me. That's what I'm telling you. Like, this whole process was this whole learning lesson because I'm like, now, because I've never learned how to swim, and I love my parents. I have amazing parents. Shout out to y'all, right? Uh, but let's, let's just make sure we, treat, we teach everybody else how to swim, right, in family, right? But I love them, but I'm like, I'm like this old guy at the pool that's telling everybody, don't do this stuff, and I become almost like a Debbie Downer when I'm out here at this place that everybody's supposed to be having a good time. I see people do that all the time in business. I see people do that all the time in, in, in leadership. And the worst thing is when you know you have the issue, what I think more people have to be able to do when it comes to self-assessing is realize that it's a problem and have enough courage to change it and not continue it on. Right? Like I, I, I've, I've talked to, talk, you know, talk to a lot of people in business on a high level, 
in music at a high level. And you hear these people and they talk about bad contracts that they got in when they were young and how people took advantage of them when they were young in business. And you have some people that they, they learn what happened to them. And once they learn what happened to them, they get bitter, they get frustrated, they get mad. And then when they get in a position, they go do it to somebody else. That happens in leadership. Oh, that's oh, they took advantage of me. Oh, they made money on me like this. They did me. Okay, cool. Cool. I'm gonna find somebody else that got talent just like that. And I'm gonna say, hey, look, that's just called paying a price. But then you got other people. Like I was just watching the Jay-Z interview and he was talking to Kevin Hart and he was talking about how, you know, there was things that he learned going through his process. He said, stuff I didn't learn until I was 36, stuff I didn't learn until I was 37. And now I can take those lessons and what I went by and what I went through and I can say, okay, hey, Rihanna, here's the playbook. Go run that. Hey, hey, Kanye, here's the playbook. This is how you want to set your stuff up. This is how you want to have the production. This is how you want to do this. And now I give you that whole playbook. And so there's some people, they took the challenges, they took the fears, they took the, the lessons, that, and now they packaged it up in a way where now you can hand the playbook to somebody else and they can reach where you've gone much faster. He said, so my hope is what, what it took me 35, 36 years to get to, now you can do by the time you're 27. You know, we've all been told that your net work equals your net worth. And in all my years in entrepreneurship, I've never seen anybody really teach it. You know, a lot of times people look at me and they'll look at my circle of friends, they look at my circle of mentors, they look at the people that I'm around. They're like, man, how did you go about building that network? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's a skill set that has to be developed. And I literally put something together to teach you how to be able to make the climb as an entrepreneur, as a leader, or someone that's just trying to grow in their influence. Somebody that wants to grow their, their community, their leadership, their income, their mindset, or their brand. Check the link in the description so you can get access to that course and start learning the skills necessary today. How do I attract the people, grab the influence, and grow my brand, scale my personality so I can get the results that I want? All of that's there. Click the link in the description for more details and get access to it today. So I want to say it to you too. Like I don't know if you're that person that's been on that side because I, I've seen good examples and bad examples, and it's a conscientious decision to say, am I going to do it again or not? In fact, here's the thing I always ask people I ask, in, in my business, and, I, and I'll translate it, right, for, for you all, is one in my business, I always say, you know, sometimes people feel like people that have joined their business or joined their team or be a part of their organization, they feel like it's a right. And I say, you got to ask yourself, if I'm treating people this way, right, if they had a choice to do it all over again with you, would they? And, and when we're talking about this, I always think about it like, if I'm doing business with somebody, once they get educated on the process, because they will, everybody gets educated on the process for the most part, especially if they stick it through, do they have the same amount of respect for you? See, if you're a person that when people find out what's really going on behind the scenes, when they find out how it really works, when they find out what influence you really had on, when they find out what you really did to keep them down, do they still respect you? And you can always tell because those people are always removed from people's testimonials. You know, I think about people like Jay-Z. I think about people like Baby. And I'm like, man, both had dynasties. Both had some of the greatest artists that, that we witnessed. But one of them is still edified and promoted and talked about, and the other one is not. And I'm not, I'm not in the mix of it, but I'm just saying, like, why, though? Because a lot of times when people find out what's happened, they lose respect. But, but then we could go to that person and say, man, what happened to you that's making you treat people this way? 
And I promise you, it's going to come back to a fear that they fail to face, that they fail to address. And that fear, a lot of times, can blind them to thinking they're doing something for the right cause or for the right reasons, but they're doing it and they're causing harm to other people. Guys, this is key. This is, this is probably like, like what I wish I would have learned throughout this process a lot faster was like facing these challenges and just doing it so much faster. I gave you all a process to go through, right? But then there's some people that's going to take them five years to go through it. Some of them might take you 10, 15 years, you know? For me, it's taking me like I, I still haven't fully faced it. But there's some people, man, they can, they can do this, man. Next week, you can, you, can, you can have a fear done with. So now here's the question I have for you. How long are you going to keep letting your fear control your life? Because you know that's what it does. My friends go to the beach. I'm like, I'm not going on the, uh, the, 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 the jet ski. Why? I'm not going to say because I can't swim. <laughs> Who's going to say that? I'm going to say, listen, because it's not fun. Well, it's not fun because I don't, I don't know because, you know, I can't swim. Why can't I swim? And then it all goes back. It all goes back. And what, what I want you all to start looking at is like, I've been on this whole journey recently of like breaking down and looking back to, and to ask myself why. Just you feel like that, but why? It's like I'm challenging my beliefs and I'm challenging my fears. Because you've got to get set on what it is that you do. The only way you can be a great leader is you got to stand on your fears and you got to stand on, on your successes. It's, and it, here's, here's the thing. It's okay to talk about it. It's okay to be fearful. It's okay to be working on it. What I don't believe is okay is to put that fear on other people. So if you're doing that, you got to stop like now. Because it's not fair. Because it's not true. It worked out for you that way. It doesn't mean it's going to work out for them. How is it that somebody get thrown in the pool, they learn how to swim, I get thrown in the pool, I go to the bottom? I don't know. You know, I wish I could figure that out. But guess what? If I learn how to swim... Maybe I wouldn't be having this conversation with you here today. So it's, it's like, what, what, is, what is the benefit? What is the, what is the pro, you know, of it all? Because we all become statistics. And I look at it like sports. I look at it like business. Um, it's, there's a genealogy of success, right? And a lot of times you can trace it back. And like, okay, I learned this from this person. I learned this from this person. I learned this from this person. And it's like, but the same thing happens to our fears. But here's the key. I don't want you to just like, you know, push past your limits. Like you've now got to break through, right? I, I've got this, this segment that we're going to have in the show. You all are going to see it. It's going to be called From Breakdown to Breakthrough, where people, you know, broke down. You know, like for me, I had things happen in my life and I was able to break through, get to the other side. And now I can teach and I can train and I can develop on those things. But then here's the other thing I want you to do. And this is, this is a play on words for you, and I want you to do it. And that is I want you to break down your fears. I want you to break down your failures so that you can break through. Ladies and gentlemen, this right here will set you up for such an amazing freeing run that will change your life. Now when, I, now when I have challenges, now when it's things I'm afraid of, especially in business, especially in leadership, I just go for it. I'd rather mess up. I ain't going to lie. Even doing this show, it's a little bit of fear. It's a little bit. Then I'm like, listen, this is the worst it'll get. I literally just said it before we just started. This is the worst episode y'all are going to see, hopefully. Now, if it's some other ones, just send me a little email. We'll talk about it. It's up for debate after that point. But, guys, when you start, it don't get much worse. You know what's worse is staying where you are. Something I learned about money 
is that if it stays where it is, as time goes along, it becomes less valuable. When it stays where it's at, if you had some money sitting 30 years ago and you just let it sit there, it's worth so much less. If you're just sitting in the same place 30 years from now, you're worth less. If your skills in the same place 30 years from now, it's worth less. Whatever sits loses value. You got to break through. Not for you. It's for the next generation. Why did, I, why did I have to face this fear? I always say this. The ceiling of my life should be the floor for my kids. Why? Because that gives them the ability to start off much higher, much faster, and with more resources. So listen, guys. We're just getting started. We're giving you all the top plays when it comes to business, leadership, communication, to help you go to the next level. But when we give you the plays, you got to go run it. So here's the play today. Listen, push past those fears. We gave you the steps. You ready for them? Are you ready for them? Number one, define the fear. Like, what are you afraid of? What do you know? What are you really afraid of? Okay. Number two is I want you to take action against the fear. You got to start. You got to start moving something, right? Put out the worst case scenario. What can happen worse? It, you know, for me, I was like, man, if I quit, I give other people reasons, the, the ability to quit. If I don't do it, I give other people the permission to do it. If I didn't start swimming, at least, at least put my nose in the water. I didn't have to be the best. But now my daughter, we were talking. It was like, man, we there was progress that, that was there were progress there was progress that was being made. And if I quit, I gave her permission to quit. Not just in that pool that day, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't about the pool. Literally in my head, I'm like, yo, she could come back to me for the rest of my life and say, Dad, but you quit. You quit in the pool. I was no, no. I saw you quit. I saw you. he just said you had to put your nose in the water. You you chickened out. You was so you're afraid to put have water going your nose, and you want me to face this? No, sir. So you got to face it. I wouldn't even throw in an asterisk of like, who's counting on you to face that fear? Whose life is affected if you don't face that fear? Number three, identify the challenges of your fear. Like mom is the nose in the water, right? If it's, is, is it public speaking? You know, is it, are you afraid of selling? If you're afraid of selling, what aspect of it is it? If you're afraid of public speaking, it's not just, pub, it's not just talking publicly because you do that all day. What aspect of it? Because what you got to learn now is you got you got to say, okay, I've got to develop some best practices for me. When I say self-assess, when I say self-development, it's like you've got to find some things that work for you. I got to find some things that work for Justin, and I apply it to every arena that I go to. For my, like one of my secrets is I fail quickly. Like I, if we're playing the game, you're going to beat me a lot at the beginning, and I'm okay with that. I want you to talk as much trash as you can talk right now. Because I'm coming the same way as soon as I learn how to beat you. I promise you. But you might beat me 50 times. You might beat me 100 times. I do not care because I know eventually I'm going to learn how to win. And when I learn how to win, watch out. Okay? So, identify what part of fear is your thing. And then I want you to push past the limits. Push past it. Go as far as you can go. Take that breakdown. Take that failure. And then I want you to break through. So you're not just like, hey, man, I just want to get through it. Like, I, truthfully for me, it's not just, hey, I want to be able to swim. Like, I eventually want to get to the, the point where I can, you know, people will go go into the little things in Mexico. I, you know, I see all this stuff that's not fun to me. But it is fun to me in theory. But I'm like, I'm not about to go in those, no cave. I'm probably still not going to do that. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because some other fears I get, like, what is down there? I'm not that, you know, adventurous. But maybe I could be if I get past this fear. And, that, and that's what I want to see. 
I want to see the new lens that I look life at, at life through without this fear. I want to see how life looks. I want to see how vacation looks. I want to see how traveling looks. I want to see how hanging out with my friends at the pool is different. Why? Because my fear, one of them was like, if you get in there, I can't save you. But what if I know I could? It's a different experience. And so some of the same things that I had been experienced, now I have a different feeling. Now I have a different lens. And that's what I focus on now. So y'all go try it. We gave you a play. Now you got to go run it. We'll see y'all in the next episode. What's going on? Listen, make sure you guys go to runtheplaystore.com. Get your official Run to Play gear. We talk about shirts, socks, jackets for everybody that's run to play all across the world.